Welcome to our podcast, Hey David, where Grandpa Rod talks about life and attitudes, hope and success. Each week, he raises a new topic for David to consider. We hope it speaks to you too. We also hope you'll invite your friends to listen and that you'll share your comments with us. Here is Rod with today's topic. Hi, I'm Rod MacArthur, David's grandpa and narrator of the Hey David podcasts. Thanks for listening. I want David to have the best grandfatherly counsel I can give. It could be that you'll gain some light pointers too. Welcome. Today, I'm going to talk with him about what might be called anti-ghosting. Blatant discrimination is gripping and crippling our culture. Can we survive as a society if we won't listen to each other? Is it healthy to just shut each other out? Listen, ponder, and decide. Hey, David. It's Grandpa. Today, I want to talk to you about ghosting. You know you're in my heart always, don't you? You and your brother and your sister and your cousins. In these podcasts, I'm going to talk to you about my experiences in life, my observations on the current culture in our society, and my hopes for you in your future. You can put them in your pocket or heart and carry them forward, or you can toss them into the creek and watch them sink. It's up to you. These things are valuable to your present, to your relationships, to your state of mind, and to your future and your happiness. They will always be based on my years of life and my deep relationship with our Creator, as well as my love for you. I remember the day you were born. It was the 4th of July. Everyone in the nation was celebrating with fireworks. The fact that you had entered their culture seemed to me to be an awesome reason for that celebration. Grandma and I were glowing. Our first grandchild had arrived safely. You weren't that pretty. Most newborns aren't. And you didn't have near the hair you do now. It seems as though your family both sides, flooded the hallway of Auburn General Hospital. They wouldn't let me call you Conehead, even though it would have fit. You probably don't remember your first birthday, but I do. There you sat in my dining room in a high chair with a tray 20-plus years ago. I can see it in my mind as I talk. On the tray, we put your cake for a one-year-old's first candle, and since it was the 4th of July, we lit a sparkler. It scared you silly. We expected glee and awe, maybe hand clapping and excitement. Instead, we got screams of terror and tears. What a bummer. I hope you don't remember that. Through the years that stretch between then and now, I've watched you interact with life. What a trip. There was that church retreat talent show. Do you remember it? Your happy feet routine was frenetic. Maybe you were five at the time. You lived with us for a while. You and your family. Granny Tay gave us two kittens for outdoor mouse patrol. Sisters from the same litter. You called them Kitty and Cat. Very unique names, I thought. Somehow their names morphed into Clicky and Tat. That's a nod to Clickitat, a city in central Washington on a river of the same name. Do you remember them? I felt an emptiness when you and your family moved to Texas for your dad's work, but I was thrilled when you moved back to Washington, first to Auburn, then to Linden, 
and ultimately to Blaine, again for your dad's job. I got to watch you make your way through school until graduation. I enjoyed more than you know watching your dramatic performance in Blaine High School's presentation of The Beauty and the Beast. If I remember correctly, you were the clock and its counterpart. Or was it the candlestick? And Brother Moses operated the lights. Life is always somewhat scripted until you finish high school. After that, you're on your own agenda-wise. That's when you made a bold move. So proud of you. You joined AmeriCorps. It took you out of the security of your home and family and thrust you into a new grouping of young people, far from home. You made new friends. That was the first time you crossed the comfort zone boundary. What an experience, one that you will never forget or regret. I'm glad you're back home, though. I always enjoy our visits. Now, as you begin to piece your future together, I'm going to chime in and share observations, mainly about attitudes that will lead to a future without regret. So here's one somewhat controversial observation. It's about an experience that your aunt, your father's sister, had today. As you know, she is a professional caregiver. She works in a hand care clinic. She was invited to teach a class today at a local university. During the class, one of the students, who will also become a professional care provider in the same field, raised a question regarding what patients she might refuse to serve. It went something like this, quote, If your patient has differing philosophical views, religious, political, or social, would you still treat them? End quote. I am both amazed and confounded that our current culture would even generate such a question, much less raise it, as a serious consideration. It flies in the face of human kindness and love. Of course she would serve. They need her help. So here is her answer. Grandma and I discussed it with her. Mainly, we listened to what she had to say in class. Quote, I probably have served such patients. Serving them isn't contingent upon their views paralleling mine, but upon their need for care and my skills. We will never accept bickering, profanity, or rudeness in the clinic, but holding divergent views is not an issue. It never should be. End quote. You see, serving people who diverge philosophically from me does not imply agreement or even endorsement. Instead, it is merely an act of grace and kindness. I said my answer might also include something like this, quote, Intolerance of the kind you suggest should never be a part of serving others. End quote. I thought of it as ironic. Ghosting another person because their opinion differs from mine is an intolerant stance. For one who claims, or is supposed to be tolerant, it is eye-opening to see that what looks like the right thing to do is actually intolerance of the most dangerous kind. When someone else's view might be considered wrong, ghosting or avoiding is totally non-productive. It is divisive and can lead to the breakdown of social cohesiveness, even to destructive hatred. David, you must be tolerant of people on the other side of thought, whatever that looks like. 
you should always be willing to listen respectfully to another person's views on any topic. It is peaceful and tends to maintain civility. Who knows? They might be correct. You could learn something important by listening respectfully and not being rude, or you could miss it by ghosting them. On the other hand, they might be mistaken. But if you don't listen to them, two unfortunate things occur. It's not likely they will be willing to listen to you either. Plus, you'll have no idea what to say to them. If you aren't willing to hear them out, you'll have no clue how to persuade them to change, if that is a thing. Not everyone has had the advantage you enjoyed growing up, loving parents who guided you and created an environment of love and respect. Not everyone has listened to the words and ways of their Creator, like you have. Anyone without these resources, when they make decisions about what to do or what to say, make those decisions with less confidence or care about the negative impact they will have on other individuals, and therefore, on our social atmosphere. You know better, so continue to live better. Always be a point of light. Always guide your words and actions by the counsel of our Father. Let your choices illustrate what a peaceful society looks like and how to achieve it. As the Apostle Peter said, quoting King David, quote, let him who means to love life and see good days refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking guile, and let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him speak peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears attend to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. End quote. In these simple, self-focused instructions, there is enough wisdom to heal our fracturing society. In short, therein lies hope. Be a purveyor of hope. I love you, David. Thanks for listening. If you've got something worth holding on to from this blurb, come back next Monday. I want to talk with David about the impact one's state of mind has on life. How do you look at and process negative events? Your choices are yours. They can turn your mood dark or otherwise. It's always up to you. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Hey David. If you have thoughts, comments, or questions, please send them to rod underscore MacArthur at comcast.net. Rod will get back to you. Also, check out the church's website, www.churchofauburnwa.com. You'll discover a ton of information. You may especially enjoy the page Blurbs from Rod. Until, Until next, next Monday, Monday, have a joy-filled, joy-filled week. week.